Welcome uh, to the How Do You Health podcast. It is uh, it is a good day today. We're going to be talking about the D, vitamin D. It's a it's a it's a very fun vitamin to talk about. It's also a very important vitamin, and it's also not a vitamin uh, or a hormone, right? It's almost a hormone. But uh, we got Nurse Doza. This is the educational series that we've been doing, and uh, we're going to get right through it with vitamin D. Why is vitamin D so important, John? Vitamin D is an essential nutrient that our body needs in order to function better. It is essential in a sense that without vitamin D, we're not as healthy. That's just plain and simple. There's over 300 different health issues concerning vitamin D deficiency. And with vitamin D deficiency, I think of it as uh, malnutrition. And so we talk about nutrition. I want people to understand that nutrition actually relates to your biochemistry, how you function, your metabolism, just who you are, how you make energy, how you even think in the daytime. And if vitamin D is essential for that happening, then our nutrition needs to be emphasized even more when it comes to our overall health. And that's why vitamin D supplementation, vitamin D, uh, it, uh, looking at it is very important. Now, vitamin D is something that we do have to supplement or and or we can get it from the sun, is that correct? So you do get vitamin D from the sun, that is correct. And uh, that is actually the preferred way to get vitamin D. Um, it's incredible. I, You and I have talked about this before. We believe that everything that we've already needed to survive is already here on this on, earth. On. And uh, people forget about how important the sun is when it comes to our overall function. Because when we have solar energy, we will have... Uh, the ability to function better and the vitamin D that we get from the sunlight allows our bodies to um, to be healthier and you just think about most people aren't getting outdoors nowadays especially in the last couple of years the, everyone's working from home and you know there's a lot of people who even supplement with vitamin D and it's still not enough and that's why I believe that uh, when it comes to supplementation, vitamin D is a non-negotiable. Like, you're not going to get it from the sun. Even the people who are outdoors all the time, including myself, I was still low in vitamin D uh, for my levels. And, and, and it's just an easy supplementation. You just take it, and we can measure in the labs, and it works to see the levels increase. And now you know you're supplementing for your health. Yeah, and that's a pretty straightforward one as far as labs go, right? Because there's other things that we see that there's deficiencies, and we try, and, and sometimes we give them those things. And they don't necessarily raise the levels because we still have to look at whether it's getting absorbed or like where it's coming from, genetic factors. Vitamin D is pretty straightforward. Like you start taking it and, yeah. and, it, and it starts to raise. Right? It is. It is very straightforward. One of the things that um, I think is great about vitamin D is that the absorption for most people taking a pill is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, if, it, if it's not, there's injectable vitamin D um, that some people ha have to go around. And it actually helps. Like we know several people that take vitamin D injections, and it, it is the way for them to get the vitamin D into their body. But um, being as straightforward as it is, it's not emphasized enough. And if you think about how many people are walking around with not enough nutrition, then you have a bunch of people walking around that are not as healthy as they could be. And I think that's what we really have to look at is when we talk about supplementation, the first and foremost is we're talking about nutrition, which means we're referring to food. Okay. Now, vitamin D is actually found in fatty fish. Okay. So besides getting it from sunlight, we actually find it in fatty fish. And how many people are walking around, going to restaurants, eating 
you know, salmon, sardines, you know, mackerel, uh, cod liver, like they're not doing that. And then beef on the top of that does have vitamin D in it, but uh, vitamin D is also found in mushrooms. That's right. And so how many people are getting mushrooms even in their Cobb salad or their regular Caesar salad or, you know, whatever, just garden house salad. And on top of that, you need a higher amount than most people. So you could eat 20 pounds of mushrooms a day or you could eat like three sardine cans a day and try to get your vitamin D levels up. Or you could just take one pill a day. Yep. And and then that's an easy fix. Like and it's that, a tiny pill. It's a tiny pill. Like it's like this big. And you you take one a day, and this is from a personal standpoint, uh, you take one a day. I mean, it's very simple to do. 5,000 I uh, use, right? Yes, so, I, so we have the, the 5,000 units. And what I tell people, this is also important. So most people think that the, the um, base level amount of vitamin D to get into your body, the registered dietary allowance or whatever you would like to refer to it as, is, is set in stone. It's not. I believe that we can go higher than that because vitamin D deficiency has many different levels. Um, the labs that we measure, just talking about that, you can measure vitamin D in blood work. Like that's very easy to do. We've done it for years. And um, I think everyone should know what their vitamin D levels are at. I think this is a non-negotiable. It's almost like a vital sign at this point uh, because it, it, is a, it is so vital to your health to know what your vitamin D levels are because it could make or break your health. Okay, so if you look at vitamin D levels in blood work, most labs uh, will look at a range uh, of like, let's say it's the numbers 30 to 100, okay, is the range of vitamin D. And if you're at 30 or 31, they say, okay, you're within range. Now, if you look at within range, uh, let's just look. That's kind of like when a doctor's like, oh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You, but I don't feel good. But, but everything says you're good. Yeah. Now, I also like to think of it this way. It's like, okay, well, it's, it's like. Do you want to buy a car that's kind of like, eh? Yeah. Or do you want to buy a car that you know is going to last and it's going to be good for you and it's going to take care of you? So it's kind of like, do you just want to be in within range or do you want to like be like optimal levels? Yeah. Right? And when you're at optimal level, you're at optimal function. And I think that's what you look at for vitamin D. And here's the other issue. Going back to the supplementation part, I think this is why most people don't take vitamin D. Vitamin D is a very easy supplement. I think uh, up to 5,000 units is very easy for people to take throughout the day. But you don't feel any different, really, when you supplement vitamin D. And I just want to be clear on that. You can measure it in labs and see that number go from 30 up to you know, 70 to yeah. 80, which is what we prefer. Um, if you see go your vitamin D up to 70 or 80, guess what? You might not feel the huge shift. It's in not your like health. when you're deficient in B12 and then you take B12, you're like, whoa, like. I feel yeah. this difference. Like, that's a big difference. <laughs> like, when you're deficient in B vitamins, um, you're anemic. And when you look at B vitamins, they make all kinds of ways of energy. And vitamin D does too, but really, vitamin D has many other uses. It's just that you don't feel it immediately when you take a supplement of vitamin D. And we're in the line of instant gratification here in this country. We oh, want yeah. instant coffee, we want fast food nation. And so, we want to take a pill and know that I can feel better like that and that's what an antibiotic does right uh, within a day you'll feel better with antibiotic um, with some medications you feel better in a couple days now the thing is vitamins can do the same thing it's just that vitamin D does it in a different way right imagine if uh, if you were feeling bad and you were run down okay let's say that your immune system was fighting something yep okay I imagine that if a person takes more vitamin D that day 
it strengthens the ability to, to feed the immune system. And they might not get rid of a cold right away. What will happen is they just say, okay, I, uh, you know, I just, I knew I took this and it never led to anything getting worse. Yeah, correct. Okay. And that's really what we have to and emphasize that's a here. <laughs> that's a huge win because what people realize is this, they don't like getting out of their comfort zone, yeah. right? Like it's, it's, everyone is very much uh, vocal about the idea that they do not want to be sick. They don't want to feel bad. They don't want to have a headache. They don't want to have a fever. They don't want to not be able to sleep that well. And so anyone anywhere has taken a pain reliever pill, an antihistamine, a sleeping pill, or, or something to relax them, and they feel the difference immediately. And they know that it somehow it helped the problem. Yeah. Vitamin D is an underlining way to solve and fix a lot of issues in the body, but it's a supportive measurement. It's not the magic bullet because really there's no magic bullet when it comes to overall health. It's like you're bringing the the bodyguard to all the parties. That's right. And so you're trying to, you're trying to bring as many bodyguards as you can with the idea that even if something doesn't happen, at least you are prepared. It's got your back, right? It's got you got someone yeah, someone's got you back. And and if you have someone like vitamin D showing up to the party, I'm very much comfortable knowing that whatever happens, I can handle it. So, for example, if I have a lot of vitamin D within me, let's not focus on vitamin D deficiency. Focus on sufficiency. If I have vitamin D levels around 70 to 80, that means my vitamin D and my body is healthier than most average people. Let's just, let's just go with that idea. Which means that if I'm healthier than most average people, this is what health looks like. I don't get sick when I'm around a bunch of people who are sick. And that's what this is all referencing right here. Yeah. And so the way if you wanted to look at it from a scientific standpoint, yep. we like to talk uh, the language of biochemistry. And biochemistry is this equation uh, for the, the people who are watching and for the people listening, I'll explain it. But if you were to look at vitamin D deficiency and you were to say, let's tie it into what's going on right now in the world, yep. right? Uh, everyone around the world is getting respiratory issues and we're not able to catch them in time. And what we're really dealing with is inflammation, yep. okay? So anyone that catches uh, a viral infection that uh, eventually it will lead to acute respiratory disorder and, and essentially you will have a cytokine storm, which we've heard this terminology used recently, yep. and a cytokine storm will produce inflammation. Now, the cytokine storm is what essentially what needs to be turned off in order for this person to get better. Now, what's interesting about this, and this is almost the infuriating part, is that this was equation was uh, constructed from a bunch of things we read from a recent uh, a bunch of recent scientific articles that talked about the link of vitamin D and your immune system. Now, this is how vitamin D and your immune system are tied. When you have vitamin D, it helps regulate something in your body that's located in your kidneys. Now, the other thing about it is because the vitamin D regulates your kidney function, essentially it regulates your blood pressure. And we will get back to that in a second. But anything that is tied into the kidneys is also tied in to the lungs. Because most people don't realize this, but the kidneys and lungs are actually go hand in hand. They work together uh, with synergy. I mean, you could think of it that way. Now, vitamin D helps regulate this gene, this cell, this receptor on the lining of the lungs and on the kidneys. Okay. And this is now a known 
a known factor in acute respiratory distress syndrome, uh, the ACE receptor site, okay, specifically the ACE2 receptor site is what most people will look at when it comes to a therapeutic target for things like COVID. And when you look at what it's doing to the actual lungs, like the viral infection itself is what's going on is that it's going to the airwaves inside the lungs. And what happens is the virus goes in and uh, it goes and it attacks uh, the, I guess you shouldn't even say attacks, it actually enters in the lungs this way. When you breathe in, you have a passage, an airway that goes down your throat and it goes into your lungs. So when you breathe in, this, uh, this pipe mm -hmm. essentially fills your lungs with air when you breathe in, right? So you breathe in anything besides air, you can breathe in a virus. That's why, you know, everyone, yep. you know, so when you breathe in the virus, the virus goes into your lungs, it goes into this, this, this pipeline, and the pipeline goes into your lungs and it fills your lungs with air. But really what you're trying to get is oxygen, right? That's really what you're trying to get out of air. But in the process, there's a gas exchange, right? Like something has to go out of the pipes and get into the tissue, which is solid, which are the lungs. Now, air has to get into this tissue somehow. It goes through these pipes, and it's vital that these pipes in the lungs are, are healthy and clean and, and that there's no issues with them. Like There's, there's no, no clogs. There's no clogs. There's no damage. There's no inflammation because if there's inflammation in these uh, pipes, you have a person that has respiratory issues, and if this is something way before they get a viral infection, you're worried about all kinds of numerous health issues on top of that. Yeah. Right? Like a history of asthma, history of inhaler use. I mean, it's just like a clogged pipe in your freaking heart, in your kitchen. You yeah, know, yeah. Like it's you, just, you can't get anything through. Right, right. So then I say, I'm not going to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to use the disposal unless, like, I clean it. Right? Yeah. So essentially the same thing in the lungs. Now what happens is the virus comes in into these pipes and it goes into like almost the most furthest part of the pipes where it goes into the tissue where the, the oxygen is going to be exchanged. And at that point where the oxygen's coming out of the pipes, the outer layer of those pipes have the receptor site ACE2. Mm -hmm. And that's where the virus attaches to. And as soon as the oxygen's coming out from one side, the virus is entering from the other side, almost like coming outside in. So it's like it's waiting for its little opening. It's like waiting for its little opening. Yeah. But for some reason, the virus migrates over to the ACE2 receptor site just naturally. It just does it. Yeah. It's because on this lung tissue that's coming in and out of it, uh, viruses and oxygen, it, it's doing all kinds of things. You're breathing in uh, magnesium. You're bringing in di uh, um, um, uh, carbon dioxide, like, you know, like, or you're breathing that out, like carbon dioxide's going out, oxygen's going in, viruses are going in, bacteria's going in. You're, the thing is, when you have respiratory infections, you're, you're exchanging bugs and germs in those pipes in your lungs as well as the gases, oxygen, and carbon dioxide. So the lungs have to do a lot in order to make sure that the systems are running in place to where you keep breathing, yep. right? Now, if anything throws that off, what happens is a bunch of weird side effects. Now, namely in the lungs, if something compromises in the lungs, the kidneys are actually the things that bail out the lung trouble. I'm just saying, if you can't breathe correctly, you build up a pH level of, of acidity. And then what happens is you build up a, a disease, an inflammation. Disease lives in acidity. You want to be alkalinic. So oxygen is very alkalinic. Carbon dioxide is acidic. You don't want too much carbon dioxide in your lungs. So that's why you breathe out carbon dioxide and you keep the oxygen in. And so whenever you breathe out the carbon dioxide, it lowers or it incre increases the pH back to a buffer and a, and a healthy level. 
But if you can't do that on your own because you hyperventilate or you mouth breathe, then you're still acidic, right? And then if you, on top of that, eat a poor, uh, poor diet that's processed, drink a bunch of sodas, alcohol, then that all causes more acidity, right? Uh, very processed meat is acidic. Uh, very processed chocolate is acidic. Uh, and then if you do all that and you just live in an acidity, your kidneys are like, whoa, we got to get this out of the system. This is not good for the body. Like, it's not good for acidity to build up in the body. We got to detoxify the city and raise the, B, the pH balance. So the kidneys go in action. That's, that's one way that they react. So there's many different ways that the lungs and, and kidneys are, are connected. But go back to the vitamin D. So in the lungs, the ACE2 receptor site is in those pipes that are being damaged from the virus. What's essentially going on is the virus enters in those pipes in the lungs by the way of the ACE2 receptor site on the lining of the bronchioles or the alveoli, if you want to get specific in the, in the lungs. And because the virus goes inside the lung tissue now that way, the virus is now living in the lungs, which means it has free range of lung cell tissue, which means now it's causing damage. Okay, it's causing major, major damage and inflammation immediately because the lung says, we do not know what this is. We don't need this in here. Why is it causing all this damage? So the first thing it starts doing is producing inflammatory responses. And the inflammatory responses that it really produces um, in the immune system are cytokines that are like the cytokine storm, which are pro-inflammatory signals that there's a lot of damage and inflammation going on in the body. Which is like, hey, man, something's going on over here. Hey, man, something's going on. Now, here's the thing. This is why you tie back into vitamin D. The same response from COVID and the viral infection that you'll have on the lungs, the damage that the virus causes the lung tissue, is very similar to the same type of person that would have vitamin D deficiency already. Because if vitamin D deficiency is, is really uh, there in a patient, a person, vitamin D deficiency is automatically going to increase production of those same cytokines, those same inflammatory signals, even without being ever introduced to a virus yeah. like COVID. And then when that happens, when they finally do encounter COVID, their immune system is so compromised because they have so many pro-inflammatory cytokine signals going on throughout the body that the body automatically has been thinking because of their vitamin D deficiency that the body's immune system is already overworked and it's underutilized, which means it is depleted. Yeah. This goes back to the malnutrition. So is vitamin D there kind of like, well, this is my chair. I'm sitting here and the virus comes like, this is my chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is actually. It, it's really interesting because what it does is it, it provides a check and balance. So go back to this inflammatory response. If you look at these signals, let's say we talked about the bodyguard. Vitamin D is the bodyguard. The inflammatory signals are these drunk friends that no one invited. Yeah. Right? Like they're just causing havoc. They're breaking stuff. Like no one knows who invited them. The bouncers are going to have to take this matter into their hands and, and throw them out. So if you say vitamin D, there's so much of it that they're not only just standing around, but they're in the chairs. So the drunk idiots are coming in. They can't even sit down. They can't stand. They bump into people. They're going to leave. Yeah. And if they don't know how to get out the front door, there's plenty of people who will show them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to look at vitamin D. Vitamin D kicks out all the drunk inflammatory cytokines that don't belong in your body. And that's vitamin D for you. And that's vitamin D for you. All right. Thank you guys for uh, listening to another episode of the How Do You Health podcast. This is the educational series. <laughs>